Welcome, I'm Sabine from Tower Wisdom, your podcast for soul growth and healing. You are a truly magnificent being and I'm bringing to you knowledge and insight from different healing modalities to help you to be a powerful, light-filled creator of your life. Hello to this new episode and thanks for tuning in and continuing to <laughs> listen to this podcast. Now, today I'm actually recording this outside. <laughs> I am, I've entered to a special place in nature in the Netherlands because it's the equinox and it was just, um, it's a crossing of ley line. There's a lot of energy here and I just felt called to do this. We are talking today about our children, the fight for our children, and this is a continuation of a podcast I did in summer 2021 called The New Children, and I will link it here. I encourage you to listen to this one, and also that podcast I recorded outside walking around in Oregon while we were there on a road trip. and. Maybe that's just a podcast. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, I feel the need to be connected to nature. And I. Uh, why am I actually talking about this again now? I was last, no, two weeks ago, I spent the weekend with my German girlfriends and I known them. We grew up together. Um, I known them since daycare, literally since age five. We spent elementary, high school together. We um, we seen each other even though I moved away and one uh, of the other girls, we are six girls, um, also lives in another city now. The rest is still where our parents are. I've seen them a lot through the years because uh, every time I visit my parents, I see them and um, I've spent so much time with them in my childhood. We spent literally every minute together in school, outside school. We would meet up, spend all afternoon together. They mean a lot to me. <laughs> yeah. And um, we are all Cancer North Nodes because we're all um, born around in the same year. And when Cancer North Nodes come together, <laughs> you're going to talk about a lot about emotions and family and work-life balance and um, self-care as well but also about children and the larger not necessarily about our children but the larger um, context of the new generation I'm talking about everybody being born after 2000 so this also includes young adults now um, and we were talking about in a larger context about them and about how the world is changing and what future they're going in and I just I don't know I felt really compelled to make another podcast on this topic because it is so important and also um, all the a lot of the channelings I did recently including the, my audiobook on Atlantis 
um, was talking a lot about um, the children in the rise of Atlantis. They talk a lot about the souls that incarnated there, there and what that meant for the development of that civilization. And also when I um, channeled, I, I do a lot of private um, <laughs> private time investigation on Mintaka and when I look at how they raise their children it's um, I think there's a lot of guidance there for us here and a lot of um, also understanding of who, who these children are and why they came here and what their task is and what our role is and before um, I before I recorded this podcast yesterday, I pulled a card from one of my uh, card decks to kind of get guidance on what sort of, with what kind of energy, what kind of role I should address this, I should speak here. And I pulled the card of Anna, the mother of the grandmother of Jesus and the mother of Mother Mary. And I do not know if you know the story of Anna, but the story in the card was basically you are planting a seed for a different, um, higher dimensional being to incarnate. And that is in so many ways, that is our role, our generation as parents of these children, we have planted a seed for them to come and Anna actually um, she and her husband they couldn't conceive a child and then her husband prayed and an angel told him that you will <laughs> once you go back home your wife will be pregnant you will have a child and then indeed he is going back home and his wife conceived without him <laughs> a child she is pregnant and that child is mother mary and then mother mary was already given at very young age i think at age three or so to the temple because she was already recognized as someone who has a very special very high energy and a very important role as she's going to become the mother of jesus and therefore she was trained at the temple. So this is the story of Anna, but Anna was basically, she was planting a seed for a new time to come. And this is what many of us are doing right now and have been doing, we have planted seeds for the ascension, for a new time to come. And the generations of our children and their children will be the ones who are really going to live it in many ways <laughs> and who are going to um, build new structures that are fitted towards the new time now before we start <laughs> what else is up my atlantic uh, uh, atlantic no <laughs> yes it was channeled on the atlantic in the atlantic uh, ocean but uh, my atlantis audiobook is out it's available it is um, channeled from the akashic records it's yeah, i call it like akashic records meets um, novel meets storytelling 
because it is moving so much into how I want to channel from the Akashic Records. There are six chapters in the first two chapters. It's really just a lot of information. So I'm taking you through the rise, the golden age and the fall of Atlantis. And the first two chapters are simply information on um, how Atlantis looked like, like how did the rise come about, like what was the daily life like, um, what were the roles of the gender, men and women, what were the children like, etc., how they raised children, etc., etc. And then the last four chapters are uh, spoken from a persona that lived in Atlantis. The first one is a magician who has an encounter with a um, high dimensional being from another uh, galaxy. The second one is a scholar who is studying uh, secret scripts in the libraries of Atlantis. And the first one, and that's <laughs> in a way my favorite, is the High Priestess of Atlantis. And she takes us through one of her days. And then um, in the chapter on the fall of Atlantis, she takes us through a ceremony she's doing in nature. Beautiful, with a lot of messages for us, for our time. And um, yeah, and I really, I love it in a way because it's really going so much into storytelling like telling this I want I want you it is channeled in a very calm way it is there's a lot of breaks there's ocean there's the ocean race in the background there's music in the background it is channeled like a meditation and I really wanted you to when you listen to it like to feel you are dreaming to go there you can imagining to go there I on purpose didn't cut out many of the breaks in between the words because it gives you time to really move into the frequency and move and imagine yourself you are there with these people you are living the life there so that um, you can maybe also remember your own incarnations there and you can feel their messages as well yeah and it was it was a very interesting process for me because it is it felt so soul aligned like it was i was so excited in every cell of my body to channel this and i already have the idea for the next audiobook where i'm also where just every cell of my body is excited totally excited about it and um and at the same time i had after channel it i had all these fears coming in and all these wounds around you know, is it going to be good enough? What are going to people think? Because I also haven't read any other books on Atlantis. I have no idea what other people channeled around it. And I was like, yeah, whatever. It's totally contradicting what everybody channeled. And, um, and you will, and I'm telling you this because you will go through these, as well, these kind of processes when you start to feel your soul urges and you start to feel your creative energy and you will be faced also with your fears and with your um, ego and with your mind. And then I'm, I'm personally, I'm not one to say, you know, you should push away these fears. I believe they are, they are showing up. They're having a message to tell. And I really took the time to just listen to my fears and really also understand that there's a need underneath it. And that needs, needs to be addressed. And for me, being like, as I'm a very <laughs> Cancerian person, I have a lot of planets in Cancer, uh, being in a public eye is pretty frightening. 
at times and the possibility because I'm very sensitive of being criticized and just private of or my yeah not having so much privacy all these things uh, are frightening <laughs> for my cancerian soul and there is a need for me right to feel safe and feel secure and for a certain level of privacy also and uh, feeling protected and that is a need that you know I'm working on with different ways to addressing and I also think when you come across your fears there are needs underneath and this is the way how you can work with them by simply seeing how can you address this need but at the same time still allowing yourself to feel your soul urges and to go for it you know and feel that you know if I'm excited in every cell about it if that is a real soul calling you know I'm not giving anyone else the power to take it away from me and neither myself and my fears you know I'm I with myself can work with my fears but even anyone else and their opinions you know it doesn't matter because a soul urge is so strong and if you deny your own soul urges you will deny yourself and your soul so yeah <laughs> I, I wanted to share that with you so that you can I hope it's going to be a guidance when you work with your fears and now as a start I did a channeling for you just uh, now here at this sacred place and originally I wanted to channel down from Mintaka but I felt so much called because this is the equinox this is Mother Earth's day I felt so called to channel from her about our children so I did that <laughs> and you will hear her message um, and it's exactly, I think, the right message <laughs> to share. Now, before um, we hear the channeling, the children, why they are different or why we are talking about this is that, and you will understand this when you listen to my first podcast on this, is that their energetic system is fundamentally different to ours. And now, every generation is different right this already starts socrates complaining about oh the <laughs> the young people you know not they're not being able to um you know like fulfill their roles or <laughs> carry on because they're so rebellious and this and that now every generation is different and every generation in a way has to rebel towards their parents in order to move forward but now we are really dealing also not just with this sort of um, character rebellious spirit of change of what we also have now in spring and I hope you can hear all the birds this energy that's now I feel it in myself also today um, but we are also dealing with um, humans children people that have a fundamental different energetic system to ours and it's different in a way that it's much more sensitive and much more fast moving than our system and when you think you're an empath and many of us many of you listening will be empaths think of that and multiply it by I don't even know a thousand times this is the system of your children many of them not all of them of course but many 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 have these kind of energetic systems and they're coming already and they have that because they are incarnating for a different time for a higher dimensional reality on planet earth but 
they come here into the 3D, into the current structures and systems, and it's not working out for them. You know, as if you're putting, I don't know, I think I explained it in the first um, podcast that, you, you know, if you're putting on a jacket, it's too small and then it's bursting open <laughs> because it's just, it doesn't fit them. So they are running in a variety of issues by feeling so much and by having such a system that's so quickly out of balance, but also quickly back in balance, luckily, but also quickly out of balance by a lot of stimulation. So they're running in all kind of things like anxiety, depression, all kind of diagnosis, not fitting into um, the schooling system, uh, impulsiveness, a hard time to regulate themselves emotionally, strong emotions, strong will as well. And they feel that's the other thing that is very different about them. They feel the truth and they don't accept anything else than the truth. <laughs> so you can't anymore, like, I mean, try and have a like, argument with them. It's just very, <laughs> I'm always like, it is useless, you know, like, um, because they're really so, they're really so going for what is like fair and what is the truth you just can't make up things anymore for them and that also challenges us in um or is not challenging but is pushing us as parents to be more honest to ourselves because we have to be honest to them and we have to be in a way authentic to them because they're not taking anymore our us pretending you know so many i mean I, when i think about even generations before us, you know, may, uh, I don't know, being satisfied with a life where they're not really thriving, you know, with relationships with work. And I think it's going to be really interesting because these children, I think they are saying things very outright, like, you know, like things around, yeah, but if you're not happy at your work, why are you doing this, you know, or why are you together, with, <laughs> you know, why aren't you separating or all these things. Um, yeah, it's, it's very interesting, I think. But let's listen, listen to the channeling from Mother Earth for now and then see what she has to say. I, Sabine Portman, would like to connect through the Akashic Records with Mother Earth in the highest of light, in the highest of destiny surrounding those that support us and those that hold the codes and the wisdom of all galaxies. I stand here in front of you in humbleness, in service, in gratitude, serving Source, serving humanity, speaking from light, speaking with truth, speaking with love. And now the Akashic records of this place of Mother Earth's wisdom are open. Initiatic 
Adisiani Shidaniani Adisiana I am sitting at a beautiful pond, beautiful lake, and an energy appears. She's so bright, so golden. Her light is glittering over the water. She's illuminating everything in front of me. There's my spirit animal. <laughs> There's Mana Bear joining us also today. And my guides. I would like to ask you, Mother Earth, what can you tell us about raising our children, about this new generation? The golden child has come to Earth, not in one, but in many. In many, the glory, the magnificence, the beauty of this universe is incarnated here on my home. I have long been calling for them. I have sent out my prayers, my wishes into the universe to call in this energy. I have pulled them from other galaxies, from other star systems. I have pulled them from the womb of the universe itself. I have asked them to come, to come to join me, to join me, to raise the light, to come to join me, to stop the suffering here on my planet, on my home, to come and join me, to put their arms around my children, the animals, the plants, the nature, the water, to embrace them, to love them, to cherish them. I have long been calling for these souls to come and they have heard my call. They have answered and they are here now. Their light is still dim. I understand. It is not an easy time for them to be here. But my heart is beating as it is beating for everyone on this planet, as I love everyone on this planet. But my special, my special, deep, profound gratitude goes out for these souls that have come to work with me to walk this path with me, alongside, to walk into the light. So what is your task then as guardians, as parents of these children? First and foremost is to recognize their place, their task, that they have answered a call to come here. And so for you to open your hearts 
to these souls, to these children who might be very different from what you know, who might not fulfill what you wish, who might have a path initially of struggle, of hardship for these souls to grow, to learn, to find back source, to come back to themselves to open your heart for them and to see the light in them. To focus away on what is not right about them, what is different, but to focus on the light that I see in them and that you can see in them. Your existence has planted the seed for these souls to come. And deep down in your soul, you know that. So I want you to dream the future for these souls in the brightest color, in the best possible options that you can, to encourage them in their path, to be there for them to heal yourself so you can be there for them, to find me again, to find your light again, so you can shine it alongside with them. They will be great teachers of yours. As you can teach them about traditions, about the past, about morals, about values and choices. Don't see them as an obstacle. See them as something that came into your life to illuminate it, to show you something, to help you to heal and to grow. So as I'm looking out today onto my children, I am filled with so much pride and so much joy. For my wishes, my calls have been answered. and my soul is filled with peace. I give gratitude to myself for entering the records. I give gratitude to my higher self for bringing us here into the higher self of Mother Earth for joy, um, for sharing her wisdom and her love and her beauty. The records are not closed, amen. The records are not closed, amen. The records are not closed, amen. Do you want to align your energy to that of Mother Earth? Do you want to feel vibrant and healthy this spring? Join my new program, Spring Power. This is where galactic wisdom from the Akashic Records meets Chinese medicine knowledge. I am teaching you in 16 lessons how you can find health practices, lifestyle, 
practices that make you healthy and powerful this spring. There are six videos in this, 16 lessons, there are exercises, yoga exercises, there are acupressure manuals, um, there's channeling from the Akashic Records in there and a guided meditation all for you to make you feel healthy, vibrant, galactic, creative this spring. You can get the course on my website taoism.net. So as you hear it from Mother Nature, she called in these children to come and uh, go along with her in her ascension process. And this is very much aligned with what I also channeled from, uh, for instance, from Atlantis. There are special souls that incarnated in, a ma in mass, you know, special higher vibrational souls to basically f um, make it happen in the physical. <laughs> make this ascension transform it from a, just an energetic event into um, a physical thing that you can uh, see and live on a planet and when I look at Mentakins and how they raise their children um, and also how Atlanteans saw them with so much um, understanding and so much respect for them so much respect for these souls and i mean starting from you know conception or even the thought of with whom are you going to have children that is in mintaka that is uh, predestined uh, with whom they have children um, and then everything is really thoughtfully really thoughtfully um, planned out and uh, with a consciousness you know you receive with consciousness you um, raise this child with a lot of consciousness in community settings quite different to our very singular family settings on planet earth um, where a child has a lot of support from different members of the community a lot of guides where children can be much more free in expressing who they are where their abilities also at a young age are taken much much more serious than what we do now where even their abilities and their gifts are recognized even what i'm saying with right um another mother of mother mary uh, and mother mary's gift actually being recognized from a young age and she being trained especially in temples for her path and so it's the same in other higher dimensional civilizations these children are um, supported in their soul path from a very young age on while what we currently have is a lot of i mean starting from us but also a lot of the children that have incarnated now they are still very much lost in their soul path and that has, well, it has many, many reasons, many reasons. Um, it's also not being made easy for them at all, for the souls that have incarnated since 2000, to actually find their true light and find their strength and find their power. Because, um, well, <laughs> the forces in power that we have to recognize that 
right? There are forces on this planet that um, that do not like change, and that do very well know <laughs> what is happening and where we are going, but that um, like to prevent it, um, like to for it to not happen, and therefore put all kind of things in place that make it harder for people to wake up to their true soul and their true soul power and to um, divinity being part of them and flowing through them all the time to basically also cultivate that relationship to God to source and that's going to be my next podcast I'm already excited about it next the next episode is going to be about our relationship to God to source our world is a little bit like um, Anna in that sense that we are, I think we are really also here to recognize these children are chain breakers. They are coming in prepared for the future, but having to actually coming in into the present moment and having to change the present moment into the future. So that means they will run into all kind of issues. It also means they are different they might not fit into um, whatever they have to fit into you know school system or I don't know kind of things expectations from their families etc etc structures being set up so they will basically rebel or go into depression anxiety about these things and that is also I think for us to recognize it's part of their path. It is not all gloomy. Their future is not all dark <laughs> and gloomy and lost. It is part. It is part of their path to also find their own power. And what we can do is by supporting them, by really seeing them for who they are, and by supporting them in the best possible ways to find their power because that's what they have to do they are incredibly powerful incredibly light filled they can hold so much light in their energetic systems but they have to find it right they have to be able to access it and sometimes in their upbringing we as a parents we're going to be there how do you call it the nemesis <laughs> the ones that are pushing against them because that also makes a character strong you know like um I sometimes think back of my mom, like she, she's very over controlling and very critical. And as a child, you can go two ways then. You can do everything a parent wants or you can become the rebellious child. And well, I was more the rebellious one. I did everything I wanted. And, um, and I do love her and I do understand why, why she is like that. And I have chosen her in the end of the day, right? My soul has chosen her as a mother. And I, but I also think now it made me very strong. And she even tells me that sometimes she's like, you know, whatever I say or what do I say give you, I know you do your way anyway, you do whatever you want. And um, you always, you know, um, I don't know, you always had that or I have that courage that jumpstart like I can do it you know that kind of feeling because I in so many times you know in my upbringing I had to prove that going against what my mother wanted and still making it you know <laughs> so um, 
yeah and sometimes we are the, those for our children and their character might be formed through that as well and that's something maybe they have chosen as well to go through that kind of learning and sometimes we are the ones who are fighting with them and often it is a, it is both in many ways right it is both because them being also so so in need of the truth I think can bring many triggers to us because we are in a generation or even more not us so much because we are healing a lot now but I think also our parents generation who often did not say they did not say how they felt they never learned to say how they really truly felt um, they never spoke up for themselves they never went really for everything they wanted and these children are really pushing that and pushing those triggers and it can bring great growth in ourselves if we allow it and sometimes so sometimes we are challenged by them but sometimes i think we often also then jump in and be the ones who speak up for them because they need a different approach they need a different parenting approach they need um, often uh, they definitely need different school systems um, and there's somebody right who has to speak out for them who has to say well you know <laughs> this is not working anymore this has to change and some people have to start be the ones who start new schools or be the ones who um, yeah find other structures that are working for these children and we also I think have to become very clear on where we are picking our battles for these children because we cannot pick them everywhere and there is many many areas where there are I don't want to say it actually in a gloomy way under attack in a little way but where where I would say there um, they don't have an easy way to access their soul light because it's not it's basically not being made easy for them and let's start with some of them because I call this the fight for our children <laughs> so let's uh, let's talk of some of them let's talk first about media control massive on our planet mind control through media is rampant and especially especially on these young souls because you know they're growing up being um, online being uh, exposed to media and social media 24 7 pretty much and um, yeah it is I think it's a very interesting path they're gonna take how to learn what level of technology and what level of media is healthy and what not and with us now with sudden moving into Pisces um, I think there's gonna come eventually much more control and structure also into the amount of um, media mind control hopefully but the thing is that in so many ways it's almost unavoidable for us to um, take them totally off that 
because I mean you can try for some time you know to not let them watch too much TV or control what they are watching but then they are watching at other people and eventually they will have their own phone and it's um, yeah it's a constant struggle and battle also in terms of video games and I think what is maybe an easier route there is to go in conversation with them and go in conversation with them if they're open to this about what they are actually consuming and what it is because so much of what they're consuming well first of all a lot is just advertising when you look like when you for instance look at these kids uh, Vlad and Nikki right the most um, wealthy youtubers for kids what are these kids doing unboxing toys you know so it's it's non-stop it's non-stop commercial advertising same with so many others <laughs> oh wait <laughs> dog and <laughs> owner on bicycle okay so <laughs> it is uh, yeah a non-stop uh, stream of advertising that is flooded at them and then um, yeah and then it's also a level of I don't know showing them that TikTok is not the real world you know YouTube social media Instagram I mean Instagram is not the real world you know this is not like <laughs> this is not like your real friends this is not uh, I mean this is so much fake so much fake people only showing parts of what they want others to see you know this has nothing nothing to do with real world interaction and being able to have uh, proper social interactions with others friendships you know working through difficulties also in relationships yeah I mean <laughs> but it's I think it's just a part of us to Maybe without putting even too much control out there on them because in the end of the day, you know, they also have to go through their part of learning. But to show them for our for, for ourselves, how are we managing, you know, social media? How are we <laughs> managing real world relationships and the balance between the two? How are we dealing with news and media ourselves? What do we think about it? And even with concepts, for instance, I remember when I was in school, we learned that, I mean, you don't trust just one source. You research things, you know, you look up sources, actually, news articles. You look up sources and you look at what are different, you know, what is someone else saying? What are different sources and where is this actually coming from? Is all of this coming from the same person? You know, what is, is this credible? like showing them that things like that exist <laughs> without just simply blindly trusting any information on the internet yeah so there is i think there's a role for us to play but there's also a role for us to play when we become clear how are we dealing with ourselves with information on the internet with mind control with media with social media there's also a learning path for us to take. And then also when it comes to technology, I think especially, I don't, 
I wish we would go back <laughs> to kind of like a Lemurian times where it was all nature and no technology, but I don't think that's in for us. We are living in a very tech, how do you call it, um, like technologized? No, <laughs> that's not the right word. A world of a lot of technology and we have to learn how to manage it. And our children, my husband actually said this, and I think this is so valid point, <laughs> good point, is we are often worried that, you know, they cannot function when they are adults because, you know, they all want to become YouTube stars and you know like nobody wants to work real jobs anymore and all these things but the thing is that they have to function not in our world they have to function in the world that they are creating and that world they are creating it so it's uh, they will have to find the balance between um, yeah the balance for them between technology and nature because I do honestly believe there is for us also in our spiritual journey a real balance to be found here and um, a way of us because there are also very um, highly dimensional civilizations that use a lot of technology but then again it's about moral and values and with what intention are you putting this into the improvement of the entire civilization you know or are you just using technology for control or for um, uh, yeah amount of wealth you know so what are you actually using this for yeah there is a I think there's a there's also a level of trust <laughs> we can place in our children that they they'll manage to do this now there is a lot of confusion for them and it plays into a big theme i wanted to talk about as well there's two themes i wanted to talk about that are a bit more difficult is the normalization of pedophilia and gender confusion and okay the normalization of pedophilia this is something well I feel very pretty strong about I have to say um, if I look around I really feel this is so um, now and the question here is again right this always this argument is it natural to be attracted to a minor is this just you know like being attracted to the other sex because we all know being attracted to the other sex is something that is I know you're not the other sex the same sex being attracted to the same sex is something that is normal natural in the human blueprint so is it normal and natural also to be attracted to a minor now this is my personal opinion <laughs> this is what um, I've I've also seen or felt and channeled myself on the Akashic Records. And my answer to this, my personal answer to this is no, this is not in the divine blueprint of humans. Like when you look at, and I've talked about this in my podcast, sex is a divine union between two souls in love, in safety on the same level. These two souls are on the same level. Plus the eventual outgame, of course, or outcome 
is also reproduction not of course in all cases because it's uh, sex has a lot to do also simply about enjoyment and movement of uh, creative energy and divine flow within you but you can also of course use it for reproduction and then can you the question is can you reproduce with a minor with a child no no you can't you can't make a child of a child secondly <laughs> is it a divine union in safety in consent in love with a minor no no it is not <laughs> to me really sex and children should have nothing nothing to do with each other and there is so much also sexualization and the question is now why is it so that people are attracted to minors why is it so if if i'm saying my theory is this is not uh, in the blueprint of humanity this is not just what to say how do, how do you call this something natural well my theory is that this is through uh, sexual distortion and mind control because first of all we have a huge happening through media through celebrities through hollywood huge sexualization of children if you look at i mean your friends from the kardashians etc what kind of values are they standing for <laughs> uh, well money fame and sex you know how are they putting their children out there on the world stage if you look even at um, I mean the models the age of the models that we having the um, the clothes that we uh, that are out there for ch well for very small children that are being put in Hollywood is that are on very small children huge sexualization of children then you have a huge sexual distortion through pornography so porn videos and also through general media where it is i mean i grew up in germany and you are exposed there to a fair amount of what they call german soft porn and this is on this is on very this was on now tv anyway changed but when i was young this was on at 10 30 11 at night you know i mean <laughs> In the evening, and so many of these soft porn movies had themes around older men sleeping with very young, <laughs> very young women. Um, there was, oh my God, there's other themes around like women being abused and enjoying the sex from the abuser. I mean, the amount of which creates, right? What does it create? It, cre it puts together violence, like that's in, puts together violence with sex basically creating a well, arousal in people thinking that violence has anything to do with sex and is arousing here we also going into themes like 50 shades of gray etc plus putting young children or very young um, teenagers together with older men right arousing idea so um, <laughs> creating arousal in people thinking this is normal. Oh, I'm feeling so strong about this. 
I'm like, oh my god. <sighs> yeah, there needs to be another, maybe another course I'm gonna do one day on sexual distortion. Uh, yeah, but this is just, in my opinion, my this is my personal opinion. You need to form your own. Very wrong, very wrong, really. And I really feel so strongly about the innocence, especially the sexual innocence of our children, to be protected as long as possible. Because there is so much, you cannot. I mean, there is so much harm being done. So much harm being done through um, energetic distortion in the womb area or the sexual organs this is also for men, for boys. There is so much harm being done and then people not being able to access um, their creative, their divine energy because this is all the same area. Um, yeah, so you can see I'm feeling strong about this topic but you need to form you are guardian of these new souls you need to form your own opinion what you think about this where you want to protect your children from and where not where do you think it's okay it's okay we are going these ways as society you need to form you are the parenting expert on your children <laughs> you need to form your own opinion the other thing i wanted to talk about which is a very controversial topic gender confusion I know this might upset some people, but again, this is my personal view on this. I'm not saying I'm right or wrong. I want you to really be able to form your own personal views on these topics because it is important as guardians of these children that we have opinions about these topics, that we not just, you know, the majority of mind control is happening on our planet is by numbing us, by making us numb and making us agree with everything that is going along <laughs> from uh, top down and making us just go along with all kinds of things that might actually not be to the benefit of the future of our children, of ourselves. So therefore it is good to form opinions on things and also allow yourself to change these opinions and to get a lot of different few, um, sides on this or to take your time to form opinions on this but it is out there now. We know that, we see this, right? There is a tremendous amount, tremendous amount of general confusion among these young kids, young adults on our planet. Now the question is, why is this so? Why? Where is this coming from? And there's a multi, in my opinion, multitude of reasons for it. The question also is, is it normal? Is this just our, the way we are going? Are we moving into a time, into a higher dimensional sphere where we have more gender neutral um, beings, right? Of gender, or where the humans become more gender neutral? Now, um, transsexual people were always part of our society, always, in a very small percentage though, very small percentage. Nothing compared to the percentage we have now. I believe that going forward we will always still have transsexual people, people who are just somehow not quite born into the right body but who actually fulfill a quite an important also 
spiritual tasks they have been in past societies. Important advisors, also spiritual advisors. Now, I think they will always be there. The question though is, are we going into this becoming a more normal state where more and more humans are gender neutral? Or is just in the wrong body? Now, I personally, this is my personal opinion again, this is also what I've seen in higher dimensional, what I channeled from higher dimensional civilizations, is that this is not the path for humanity. Now, it is in higher dimensional civilizations, if you look up 7th, 8th dimension, you have death, uh, the um, the body or the, the beings are um, in some civilizations kind of what we would call gender neutral. They have, they're not gender neutral, they have both energies. The yin and yang, this polarity is, look, the yin and yang, the male and female, is the archetype of this universe. It's an archetype of the universe we are having. Everything has polarity in this universe, otherwise it cannot exist. So these two energies are flowing in one body in some of these very higher dimensional beings. That is though not what I have seen in the, uh, civilizations that are in fourth and fifth dimension and especially also for instance Mintaka fifth dimension very clear uh, differences between genders they have sexual intercourse and they have children etc. So and I believe for humanity also <laughs> no matter that we are going uh, raising up to maybe four fifth dimension but we still gonna have very clear distinction between genders and we are actually on a path to find back to define within us again the true divine feminine and the true divine masculine so in my personal opinion again I don't believe we are becoming more gender neutral I personally believe there is a lot of confusion on our planet that leads to people feeling they are in the wrong body. There is a lot of disembodiment but souls not being able to fully anchor into that body so that they can actually feel that divine feminine or masculine energy in them. And that again comes through mind control um that comes <laughs> through well agendas being run down in the media that um comes from also the loss of a level of grounding and roots through the breakdown of the family unit this is another thing that actually i think makes a lot of these children very confused we had historically in the last hundred years a huge breakdown of the family unit and the family unit usually comes with heritage it comes with information valve traditions and this is the family unit the, the traditions is something that is for humans, for us as a civilization, actually quite important. We are a civilization that is steeped in traditions. And yes, while we are, um, while traditions can change and they will also change, but even if you look back at Atlanteans, at Lemurians, they are on a daily basis performing many traditions, many rituals, 
because it's holding them together as society. And we had a total breakdown of this because through First and Second World War, through immigration also to the United States, through also the East Bloc, um, all the socialist communist countries in Europe, in Eastern Europe, where really also family business, family wealth was totally broken down, totally destroyed. Um, then if you look also in the United States, this is honestly from the places I have lived in the country where there, I feel there is the biggest breakdown of the family unit. Um, so many people are being extra, uh, emotionally um, distanced with their family members, um, not just physically, I'm not just talking about, there's also quite global movement jobs all over the place, but I'm talking primarily the physical distance is not so much an issue these days. It's more the emotional distance and the, the loss of roots and traditions and wealth in the family and all of that. And that leads to you literally losing some rooting when you're coming down, when you're incarnating on this planet. You're not just this soul ray that's anchored as a star seed. You are also need really profound roots to anchor into this planet. And that has been um, destroyed. This has been taken away from so many. And it has an impact on who you believe you are as a person. It has an impact on your soul being able to fully uh, be embodied and be fully anchored into your body. And the, especially when we talk about changing gender, this is, um, as a procedure, something quite... Um, profound um, it has a lot of impact and because your the area where your sexual organs are this is where your divine energy this is your lower dungeon this is your um, their source energy is flowing through you so this is the key in so many ways to you being powerful, to you living, um, to you having source flowing through you. So if you energetically also, I mean physically, right, but also energetically, if you make changes in that area, you're impacting your ability to connect to creativity, to connect to source. And I mean, this is obviously not a statistically <laughs> relevant case but my my cousin changed gender and um, with operation with um, hormone therapy and as a result of the hormone therapy he got osteoporosis and is now in a wheelchair and it's uh, well he's not able to work um, he's not able to have a partner and difficult difficult life but and this obviously just doesn't speak to everyone, right? This is not this is not statistically relevant because it's just one case. But what I want to illustrate to you is that there is a lot of impact that Western medicine does not understand because Western medicine is great for certain things, especially acute situations. But ideally, I would love Western medicine to merge one day with Eastern medicine 
Eastern philosophy so that they actually also take into consideration energy like meridians, chakras, so that whenever they do operations, whenever um, they perform anything on the body, they, uh, they know, they understand that they're impacting energy systems and um, the osteoporosis, I can explain this to you from a Chinese medicine perspective. So um, from a Chinese medicine perspective, the reproductive organs are linked to the kidney energy. This is, we always say your DNA, your jing, everything you've gotten down from the stars, your soul scrolls in many way, are, um, as well as what you've gotten from your ancestors and from the earth are stored in between the kidney and then this governs your fertility, you know, reproductive organs, this, and this governs also uh, your bones. So if you are impacting that energy through operations, through medication, right, hormones, everything, medication always has side effects, you are impacting everything that's related to this. So you're also impacting your bone health. Um, and yeah, I think we are, I believe we are not uh, developed enough in our medical knowledge currently on our planet to really properly perform a gender operation in a way that we make sure that this person has on an energetic level as well as on a physical level the ability to have full access to their life force and full access to um, their or can live their full health. I personally don't believe we have the ability to do so. So for me, yeah, this is a difficult subject <laughs> in a way to think about what we think about this and to also um, think about what is our role as, again, what is our role as guardians? What is our role as Anna, right? The grandmother of Jesus here. Um, and I believe with all this confusion happening for these children, and then of course on top of this comes a very uncertain future. Wait, <laughs> like on top of this comes everything that's happening in the three dimensionals, all these wars, all all the political stuff that's happening, the um, uh, climate crisis, etc., etc. This, this just comes on top of all of this, on top of the. F fundamental things about confusion not embodiment of your soul confusion about no roots really you know confusion about uh, who you truly are and what you came here for so how can we help these children in the end of the day and i think a lot is really by again looking at ourselves like healing ourselves and ourselves how are we dealing with what is happening out there in the world. Are we, when we're coming home on a dinner table, discussing in front of these children all the miseries <laughs> out there? What is our view on the political leaders? What are we saying to our children? You know, are we, I don't know, are we showcasing that we can hold space for different opinions out there? Because it's also the polarity, right? The polarity, the fights between humans, so much happening, the fights between I am right, I am wrong, that's why I'm telling you. My opinion in the end of the day is just what I'm telling you here, also about gender neutral, is an opinion. 
it's just my opinion it does not have to be your opinion it's not the truth it's not right or wrong it is just something <laughs> a point out there that you can you know think whatever about but it's also about how are we dealing with these polarities right now on our planet and how are we what is our outlook to the future how are we working with the fears we are definitely also holding also the fears maybe we have for the future of our children or the fears about them as well right how much trust do we have in this generation that they will work through their own path that they will find their power that they will go their way and even if they're choosing for instance to do something that we disagree with how much are we still supporting them and how much are we still believing in their power and in their ability to um, find their find their way so i think it's a lot comes back to looking at more at ourselves and seeing um, yeah what what example in some ways or the other are we giving them how we are dealing with this time and how we are dealing also with our relationship to source and to god and um to the divine and to trust in life and our relationship to mother earth and then we can see from there if we want to pick any battles any fights for our children you know if we are the ones who are pathing they weigh a little bit by i don't know speaking out for them in school you know for their needs especially when they're small or in daycare or wherever or speaking out i don't know when you have a conversation about your parenting styles you know sticking up for what you are doing what you feel is right when you're parenting them or um, i don't know supporting them in <laughs> whatever their um, endeavors are speaking to them also about the content they are consuming non-stop <laughs> on social media yeah and getting on their opinions about things which is also very interesting and um, yeah and in the end trusting I think what um, maybe I'm very much an optimist <laughs> <laughs> but what what comes out for me often in conversations I have with others about um, this new generation and their path forward, to me I hold I hold an immense amount of trust, an immense amount of trust in the future in general. <laughs> I really I don't see the future at all, Clumi. I'm very excited about the future, um, and. I feel that is something at least we can give that back to them to understand that they came in for a difficult job <laughs> that they are a magical really magical uh, magical lightful beings who come across though sometimes is very difficult <laughs> and quirky to parent it's not an easy task it's also I think holding space for ourselves because it's not an easy task to parent them it is not easy um <laughs> but you know i think i don't know we can hold some some love for them just as mother earth was holding so much love for all of us but especially for these children that you called in um we can hold some love for them and some yeah 
a, a sense of uh, trust and believe that it's gonna it's gonna be okay and my phone had died <laughs> after I just said it's gonna be okay so I trust this is the right ending to this episode thanks so much for sticking with me next week we are I'm talking about the relationship to source oh I'm already looking forward to that podcast and as ever I'm sending all my love to you I wish you a lovely week hug <laughs> hug your kids uh, yeah give them a big hug um, for their path and for the light they are bringing to this planet enjoy the time with them all the best bye bye If you want to know more about soul growth, healing or East Asian medicine, check out my social media channels and my services on taowisdom.net.